Hello, welcome back to To All The YA I've Loved Before. I'm your host, Casey Racer. On this podcast, I talk about all of the young adult fiction books and teen movies and TV shows that I loved back when I was a teenager in the early 2000s. And sometimes I go back before that to when I was a 90s kid. This episode is dedicated to a show that was near and dear to a lot of kids who grew up in the 90s, including me and my guest, Vanessa Abigail Lambert. We are talking Sabrina the Teenage Witch. You'll remember my guest Vanessa from the Cider Mill Coven episode where we talk all about her debut novel and you will absolutely love it especially if you love Sabrina the Teenage Witch because it's full of magic and 90s references and it's just so much fun. You can find her book and signed copies of it on her website cidermillcoven.com as well as really fun 90s inspired merch. And speaking of merch, guess what? We are doing a gift away together on the To All The YA Instagram. So if you visit us there, we are giving away a signed hardcover copy of Cider Mill Coven, a Tamagotchi, and Cider Mill Coven, and To All The YA merch. So it's a big giveaway if you go to the To All The YA Instagram and follow the directions on the gift away post. Plus, if you DM the To All The YA account and use the code word MAGICAL, I will give you 10 extra entries just for proving that you listened to the episode. So please go check that out. Alright, let's get on to the show. Here's the last episode of Season 2, Teen Horror and Supernatural Adolescence. Hi, Vanessa! Hey, Casey! Thank you so much for coming on and talking about Sabrina with me. Vanessa is my witchy 90s correspondent, I would say. Oh, the foundation of our friendship, and I love it. <laughs> yes. Um, if you haven't listened to the Cider Milk Coven episode I did with her, where we did an interview right when Cider Milk Coven came out, right? Yeah, like, I think it was... Time. I think it was the week of launch or right there near there. And oh, what a crazy time. (laughs) And it's such a whirlwind. You could still pick it up too. It's such a good book. I have reread it a couple times. Like it's a good feel good book to just relax and sit with. Do you want to kind of talk about it just a little bit so that we know why you know witches and why you belong here with me? Sure. Well, I've only dedicated my life to this. No, I've been a huge, (laughs) I feel like I've been a closeted which for many, many years, but in the past few dedicated my life to creating this story, Cider Mill Coven. And it features a a trio of teenagers here in New England, where I call home, and they discover their newfound magic right as they're ready to go into college, as if life isn't stressful enough. So their eccentric witch of a grandmother helps to show them the green witch way. And it's a lot of light, levity, mystery. There's a little bit of elements of romance as well. And it's all about family and that warm, cozy autumn feeling, Um, although it does span from Halloween time all the way through New Year's. So it's really that that cozy read meant for the Burr months. And it's just such a piece of my heart. And it's been so fun to share it with readers. And the more the merrier. So come join our coven if that sounds like it might strike a chord with you. Um, it does take place all in the 90s. So full of nostalgia, full of pop culture references and things like that. And just so feel good. So come check me out on Instagram, Cider Mill Coven rate review and can't wait to see you on insta you will love it and i love that it's centered around the 90s you and i are big 90s nostalgia girls but let's we're gonna talk about the 90s because i feel like we have a lot to say about it and it kind of fits with the episode but i also just want to talk about the 90s let's do it but before that i just want to ask you a little about your history with sabrina the teenage witch when did you watch it what did you like about it what uh what really drew you into the show as a child or if you watched it later in life i started when it was airing live on tgif i don't know if you remember this friday nights were the place to be you got home from dance class or sports or wherever threw your stuff down, ran to the TV, the lineup of Boy Meets World, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I mean, it was just finally just relaxation after a long, crazy week. And the family was just so unforgettable. I just, I felt like I was escaping through the TV. My boy Salem, (laughs) it just felt like home. So I want to say maybe I was nine or 10. I know it says 96, I believe is the year that it came out. So that would have put me at eight years old. I don't ever remember watching the pilot. So maybe I picked up season two or season three, 
but ever since I freaking loved it. It was just, I don't know. It felt like my people. <laughs> what about you? I also was a big TJIF fan. Uh, after a hard <laughs> week of being six years old, I, <laughs> I would, I, okay. So we did, me and my husband, who's been on the show a couple of times, we did a episode about model behavior, which is a wonderful world of Disney movie. It's so they did that on Sundays on ABC. Friday nights, they did TGIF. They did one Saturday morning. And then <laughs> and then Sunday, Wonderful World of Disney. So my whole weekend was on ABC. Oh, look at you, little couch potato. <laughs> oh, <laughs> trust me, TV raised me. But yeah, and I loved all of the TGIF shows. I loved this one in particular because I've always like you've been like kind of a witchy person at heart. I love magic. And I thought it was so much fun. I love the outfits. Oh my gosh. All of her oh, little iconic. Changes. And especially the, well, first, I believe it's seasons one through three, the opening credits where mm-hmm. she, I, I feel like anyone listening to this episode is going to know exactly what I'm talking about. She's standing in front of a tall mirror and just moment after moment, costume change, costume change. And then every single episode had one at the end where she has like this quippy little one-liner and everyone was different. You never know what she's going to end up in. So freaking cute. I I know. I I lived for that thing. (laughs) And still do, clearly. And I do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. I, so we've been kind of just binging through this. Like I was like, I don't know any particular episode. I just want to watch it. It's Mm -hmm. so much fun. Like I, I'm going to keep watching. I only watched through the third season because I think that that's kind of where I stopped as a child. I didn't really have any interest after that, but, um, they're fun. They're funny. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart is really charming and the aunts are amazing. Like you said, Salem, but uh, they're really fun to look back on. Oh, for sure. And so let me ask, have you watched it then since a child or this is the first time you're taking a sweep through? I think that when a little broom humor, no, that was so <laughs> unintended. <laughs> uh, I think that they had Sabrina the Teenage Witch on Amazon Prime a while back, like a couple, like five years or something. So I think that I watched mm-hmm. a couple episodes then, but really this is the first time I've been watching a lot of it. Okay, gotcha. Because when I knew I was writing this book, I'd watched all the 90s content. And of course, I was nonstop with, I had to be up to date with Sabrina, of course, and even some of the other iconic um, witches through history, even like Bewitched, which of course yes. is uh, decades before that. Um but so it was fresh in my mind. I did seasons one through, what is it? Seven, six? Six, six. six or seven. Um, so I, I watched those all in order. But now when we were preparing for this, I was just kind of hopping around a little mm-hmm. willy nilly. Like I was reading some forums online to see what, what people's favorite episodes were. So I can go see if it clicked with me because I know we're going to chat about that. that. And um, I don't know. I'm so I'm so excited to hear what your favorite ones were. Definitely. Um, Before that, let's just get into some 90s talk. Because as I said, we are both big nostalgia people. I have a whole podcast and Instagram account about nostalgia. You wrote a book about it. Like we love 90s nostalgia. Oh, yes, we do. My fellow Tama mama. (laughs) Is that where you're taking us? Yes. (laughs) Um, Vanessa convinced me very easily. You didn't have to convince me to get a Tamagotchi. (laughs) Because I loved Tamagotchi when I was little. I like, I remember my second grade teacher, like, let us have them on during class and like do it because she thought it was teacher's responsibility. So she like, let us take care of our Tamagotchis. Wow. Hopefully on mute because these things are nonstop, nonstop. (laughs) And let me, let me just preface this too, guys. My mom came to visit me. uh, So I just wrapped my crazy nonstop uh, cider milk coven book tour. Congratulations. Thank you, girl. So I had 13 different tour dates over the past three months. And one of which I knew was going to be a madhouse. So I, I twisted my mom's leg and got her here to help out. And she, she did it. She was a sweet baby angel in doing it. Um, But she brought me a gift when she came to visit and it was a little untapped baby Tamagotchi (laughs) fresh in the box. Like I was 10 years old again. So it caught me by surprise. It was super cute. I posted a story about it. Like, oh, you know, how 90s kid here. And and then, of course, Casey was like, oh, and that's when the idea just sparked. I was like, do you want to help me raise Tamagotchi? <laughs> uh, so many of my friends my age are have popping out kids left and right. And being a child-free woman, 
and knowing Casey is the same, I figured let's do it. Let's experience a slight little taste of motherhood together by being Tama Mamas. And I lasted about three days. (laughs) (laughs) You and me both right now, my little guys, uh, it's actually Tommy (laughs) 3.0. Oh gosh. I wanted to do right by him, but the end of my last event, I actually brought him to my last event because I knew it was going to be pretty mellow. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to neglect him. But then with all the excitement after we went for a drink and we're chatting and, and then the next day, like 24 hours later, I was like, oh. Oh. like, you know, in home alone, when the mom like realizes like, I'm getting like, <laughs> my purse and I saw the little angel. Oh, and it was just like, oh, Tommy. <laughs> Terrible. Guys, I am a much better familiar parent. And speaking of, I literally see your cat's tushy, maybe a foot from your face. Yeah, he's been swarming <laughs> around. Uh, he, Hello, cutie. That's Beast. He um only likes to bother me when I'm doing things, so. Is Beast the one who made the cameo in one of your Cider Mill Coven posts? Oh, uh, that's Gambit. Oh, they're Gambit, because they're, they're both orange. orange. Yeah. 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 So cute. Oh, I think Gam- um, no, you can't see it. Gam's on the bed, but uh, yeah, they they like. I'm also a better familiar mom than I am a Tama mama because <laughs> yeah. I mean these cats will also scream in the middle of the night, but I love them and I can cuddle them a lot, so I can put up with it. Right, and they they make their voices known, so you really can't forget about them. <laughs> can't um, put them in my so, purse. <laughs> yeah, totally. So a couple of years ago, my 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 niece Gianna, who is like three at the time, she gave her auntie a gift for her birthday, a gigapet. It was one of the little puppy gigapets, and I gotta tell you guys, I actually prefer gigapet to Tamagotchi. Uh, I don't know if you have any experience working. I've I've now no. done a user experience across the board. <laughs> so let me give you my professional opinion. Um, my Tamagotchi, cute little blob in the beginning by day three, ugly, like hot, like a face only a mother could love. <laughs> <laughs> Big duck lips, just, just crapping all over the place. Very moody. My Gigapet was a puppy. So even the sound effects were like, like it was just so sweet if he needed something. And I, you can name it. So I made the mistake of naming it Kingsley Jr., which is, my dog is Kingsley. And Kingsley, my my Kingsley, is my shadow. He's my world. And so now I have this dog, this little digital dog, Kingsley Jr. And my one of my greatest fears in life is having to say goodbye to my babes, my little fur babies, because they are my family. They're my best friends. And so now I had anxiety every day. Like, oh my God, if I see a tombstone with Kingsley's name on it, like it's just, I know they're two totally different things, but I ended up pulling the batteries out before, <laughs> so I never had to see it. But Gigapets were so fun. I... Just don't name it after your actual pet. Yes. If you're anything like me, it's just, I was like, I can't, I physically can't. But that's there... part of why I wrote Insider Mill Coven, the familiars live for hundreds of years yeah, I love that. in an ideal world. <laughs> We never ever have to say goodbye. Definitely, I um I never did Giga Pets. There was definitely like schisms in my like second grade class, like the Giga Pet girls and the <laughs> it's and like the BSB girls. versus NSYNC. I was just gonna say that and, level commitment. Um, but I do like how you can name them, and they all, they had all they had all like the uh the trademarks, so you could do like 101 Dalmatians and like so like for the Giga Pets, Salem one. Yeah, there is a Sabrina one, little black cat Salem. And I've been eyeing it on eBay, but it's a freaking fortune. So I'm like, no, way past my budget. Buying our childhoods back. I know. I know. (laughs) Everything was sold for like highest bidder at some garage sale. And if I could go back in time, I'd be like, don't sell my Furby. Don't, you know, I I actually have a Furby that I got after 90s con last year because I saw one. (laughs) No, not creepy so sweet like just what a little burst of joy I'm pretty sure my mom refused to get me a Furby she was like "Mm, we're not we're not doing that one my favorite I mean my my batteries probably died but I if you're playing with the Furby and you're like interacting and he makes his little sounds if you let him sit for like five minutes he'll just be like boring Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not keeping it entertained enough for you. Like, it's just so, it always makes me freaking smile. That's hilarious. (laughs) Like, oh, excuse me, very high standards. 
um yeah so with that let's get into sabrina i just had to, i we had to we had to have an on record discussion about our tama gachi journeys for heck sure. yeah in loving right. memory <laughs> <laughs> let's just go right into the characters and sabrina and like melissa joan hart because as i said i found her so charming and obviously i mean she was clarissa explains it all so like She's and been were in our you a lives. Clarissa fan. I was then? a huge Clarissa fan, and I loved her outfits. I I think that there was a period in my life when I was like 22, and I was like having a lot of nostalgia, and I like mm-hmm. started dressing like her. Like oh, I'm noticing like, a theme here. I love it. <laughs> uh, TV raised me, like I said. Yes, <laughs> my whole personality. <laughs> what I really like about Melissa Joan Hart and Sabrina is that she is she's very easy to connect with and like very like normal for being a, like a teen witch you know what I mean she's very normal and like she was like girl next door relatable definitely. relatable why couldn't I and think of that word <laughs> especially that so much of the series is grounded in the real world and we're mm-hmm. going through high school with her she really is the girl next door that you could re- connect to personally or it could be your bestie yeah um so I, I wanted her to be really my cool. bestie yeah I mean I think maybe she was like a little too goody two shoes to hang in my circle no. <laughs> I love her but she always, <laughs> always took the high road, even with Libby bull- getting bullied all the time. And she never really clapped back. So I respect her poise um, and kindness. She really does have a kind heart. Mm-hmm. But I just, um, I don't know, I wanted her to be a little tougher. But and then, of course, we have Chilling Adventures, which takes it to a dark place. But yeah. we'll save that we'll for a little while. A yeah, yeah. Um, She is a STEM queen. She's into science. I always liked that about her. Yes. I'm not a science girl, but I can I love I love women in STEM. There's a there's an episode where she is ashamed of being a nerd but then she learns that she should embrace that side of her and I love that episode it's like (laughs) it's very corny and very like we all know it's gonna happen but I really enjoyed that episode and do you remember what the name of that episode was oh Casey (laughs) I'll give you a sec to think about it but going on that conversation is the fact that isn't her mom a paleontologist like she has her mother has a background in science as well and that's part of what I really really love about this show is the essence of family at the core of everything and it's not your cookie cutter family mother dad um, still married with the white picket fence and two siblings it's this girl who's 16 years old thrown into this new environment with her two aunts who are super quirky, but super cool. And no, I, me too. And no matter what, they have each other's back. And you, you have a sister as well. I do. And she's been my best friend for life. So I love the dynamic between Hilda and Zelda. Me too. Yeah. And just instilling that kind of level of community covenhood, even though we don't really ever hear them use the word coven, I feel like. Um, but, but that's really what they were that. doing. Yeah, that's what they were. Um, I was trying to find the um, the episode name because apparently Wikipedia just has like season summaries and not the episode yeah. names. But it is season one, episode nine, Geek Like Me. That's oh, oh, yes, of course. Yeah, that one I kept seeing as one of the top episodes. Oh, for really? A lot of a lot of readers. It's so, fun yeah. because it Libby is. becomes a, a nerd and she instead of like making her a better person she's like how can I use this to my advantage how can I be powerful and <laughs> I love that Libby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah Sabrina is as you said she's very kind and altruistic uh she has a really hard time standing up for herself and I feel like I always kind of identified with that oh, because really? although now I'm like <clears throat> like okay we're not doing this I mm-hmm. as a child and as a teenager I never could stand up for myself oh well I'm glad you found that eventually yeah not through magic although I wished but I do like how she always uses magic to accidentally most of the time to (laughs) kind of stand up for herself and then she always creates a problem out of it and then has to make it right exactly the recipe (laughs) for pretty much every Sabrina episode (laughs) which is fun though like I love that formula I love that kind of witch story where like because a lot of witch stories are about like that balance in the universe um even if it doesn't 
because this doesn't really like come out and say that but it does have that like feeling of like good and evil and like you need to do good things because if you do bad things like it will turn on you like the craft <laughs> exactly oh, exactly and I just listened to that episode and very very different again 90s which is super super dark so we have two totally different sides of the spectrum here but I love that Sabrina the teenage witch how they had morals. There were morals underlined in every single episode, but it wasn't those corny after school specials where it's like, hey kids, let's gather around, like where it feels like they're preaching to you. It was just kind of subliminal right at the, like right beneath the surface of, um, you know, bad behavior acting out in negative results or kindness leading to something good at the end. So um, I thought that was really mm-hmm. nice, something nice for young adults to appreciate but even something now as adults, you can look back and be like, you know what, that was that was a nice way that for them to do it without being too preachy. Yes, because they let Sabrina make mistakes and then come back from the mistakes. And I think that that's like the the difference between like this and a movie like uh, Teen Witch, which I will say a hundred times that I really disliked that movie um, yeah, because I... it has this feel where it's like fun things happening, but she never mm-hmm. gets any lessons or comeuppance and like I feel like you need something yeah I I mean I don't know what your take is on theatrical shows or movies I do like theater I like musical things if that's Mm -hmm. what it's meant to be but Casey there's (laughs) nothing worse than being home in your own living room okay watching tv and really cringy like I feel uncomfortable watching that dance number and every like in Teen Witch and it just ruins the whole movie it's for so me. So cringy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's that scene where her and the guy are just running through this house and like stopping and like just looking at each other for way too long. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> no, it's just I know exactly what you yeah. mean. Definitely not for me. You don't see me posting that on my page. <laughs> Although top that is hilarious, and I will watch that a million times. Uh, <laughs> that's my like highest liked uh, reel on Instagram. Is the top oh, that? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Really? Yeah. Oh, I I posted that so long ago, and I still get likes for it. Get out of here. Yeah, because nobody else is posting that shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. But speaking of of um, musicals. My one of my favorite episodes actually has a little musical number, which honestly didn't love that few moments of it because it really was just so damn corny, like so like candy corn level. Like I just I couldn't. But the episode itself is so good that I actually found out it was actually Melissa Joan Hart's favorite thanks to her most recent podcast episode or I guess by the time this airs, maybe a few um, they, on her podcast, What Women Binge, they did an interview talking about Sabrina and her memories being on the show. And the episode that she loved the most was called Pancake Madness. I don't this, know if you remember this one. I it's, just watched um, it last night. Oh, did you? So yes. it's season three, episode five. And the whole premise of the show is that she starts in the morning and she's going to have breakfast and she's ready to have some pancakes. And her aunts are like, ah, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. We, I guess we haven't told you that one of our family secrets is that if any of our family members eats a pancake, they cannot stop. Like, it is a sickness. They're junkies. Like, And she's like, oh, please, I'm above that. Don't worry about me. You know, defiant teenager. And she sneaks a pancake and... And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then next thing you know, she's like wiling out. She's getting garbage out of, she's eating pancakes out of the garbage. Oh my gosh. So so ridiculous, but it's so funny. Um, So Melissa Joan Hart said it was her first time really doing um, more like of a comedy role where she's, I forget the the term. I'm not an actor, but they're like where it's acting through physical, physical comedy. Yeah. Yes. Physical comedy. Thank you. Um, so you definitely see that in this episode. And I guess a lot of parents are now able to use it as without getting into the heavy uh, drug stuff and like dare. Of course, you remember dare in the 90s. <laughs> um, Mama took home a gold medal. OK, no. Okay. Side side story. For the Speaking essay contest. Speaking of. Yes, I won the <laughs> essay contest and I addressed my entire fifth grade class. So always the writer. <laughs> even dare approved and there's the dare stamp that's hilarious (laughs) um so anyway back to the pancake episode i like i said i was jumping around with episodes a lot of times i watch it when i'm falling asleep and then 
if I wake up in the morning, it's still going. I just catch it wherever it left <laughs> off. So the um, last week, my husband and I were planning a day trip and we we're not breakfast eaters. Like we really, we work on, we're more nocturnal. So we don't like to eat too, too early. And we very, maybe in our 10 year relationship have eaten, sat down for breakfast, like 10 times, like less, maybe unless we're on vacation and, and it's included. <laughs> um, so we were going on this day trip and there was this awesome little pancake spot we were planning to go to that same day. So I wake up, Sabrina's gorging herself on pancakes. I'm like, I'm ready for pancakes. And now Casey I'm a junkie. Like, I get it. I get it. I don't know. I can't stop thinking about pancakes. (laughs) We've now hit a diner. I've eaten pancakes now past the hour of 9 p.m. I got some Trader Joe's little Trader Joe's little pancake pups. (laughs) You're a spellman. I am a spellman. I don't know what happened, but it's hilarious. Oh my goodness. I got to be cut off. (laughs) I mean, now that you mentioned it, pancakes sound so good. I am, I'm definitely a foodie. So I feel like my, as I think we mentioned on our last episode that obviously I freaking love cider donuts and hard ciders and all that stuff. And I've eaten it to no extent this season. Some of the vendors or uh, venues that I've had events at that, like they, they were just hooking it up all day. Like, what do you guys want? You want another flight? You want this? So I'm a little cidered out. Yeah, believe it or not, <laughs> if that's even a thing. So I I've just it. transitioned now to another carb-filled, gluttonous treat. <laughs> Thanks it. a lot, Sabrina, the teenage witch. She's I'll just send you my um my hospital bill when I get diabetes. <laughs> um, let's talk about the aunts since we both had such good things to say about them. All right. Um, did you have a favorite? Yes, Hilda is definitely my favorite. Really? Because you just said how you're such a STEM queen, like women in science. How dare you? I'm not a STEM queen. I love (laughs) a STEM queen. I'm not a science girl, math girl. I love Hilda. Caroline Ray is so funny in this. She is just so bubbly and bright. And I just love her. And so self-deprecating. She is. She is. I feel like maybe the writers did that a little bit more because I've I you know what pisses me off Casey I've heard people refer to her as the fat aunt and I'm like are you freaking oh kidding me gosh. all three of them were perfect normal human body styles and I know it's the 90s so it's a different time but um she is just so beautiful and like she's got those little curves too like good for her she brought the energy she brought the positivity and I was here for every every scene with her in it I loved how she always talked about like her like the the ex-boyfriends she had where she'd be like yeah I dated him Ugh. oh my like what was oh, the one so that he's he's like on the board in the other realm oh Drell Drell was oh God, those, you're too good for him that was always really funny I liked that little dynamic those were in the first like couple episodes he kind of like fell off along with like this show does have a problem bringing things in and then just like dropping it out of nowhere oh. including actors yes characters let's talk about that because you can't get away with that now with streaming and everybody's picking up every detail stop mm-hmm. pause rewind and you can watch and rewatch and and pick things apart it's, it's just obsessive now some of the things that people do when yes. they're really really fanning out I don't blame them but back then something would air once with the intention of never airing again unless it's syndicated um so they definitely got away with a lot of stuff including the first season best friend and she was Jenny. in almost every episode yeah so uh, were you sad to see Jenny go did you do you remember watching and being like, what happened? Or, yeah. or did they, were they able to pull the wool over your eyes? Honestly, like I, to? I don't even remember her from the original series. I only remember Valerie. Oh. Um, so it so wasn't. Did you not watch the Sabrina, the Teenage Witch movie? I did. I did. And okay. then I, w- I thought about it and I was like, I remember her from the movie. Oh, it's the same girl. I loved that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I, we had, I loved We that recorded too. it off of ABC. <laughs> Hell yeah. So and the commercials over over. always yep. came on and it was like, oh, we're fast forward, fast yep. forward. <laughs> uh, and Ryan Reynolds is in it. So yeah. good as, wait, he's not Harvey. He's someone else. There is a Harvey, but he's There's, not Nate Richard. Yeah. 
Harvey is, I don't know what actor, but he had, he was a darker haired guy. He was he like a Jesse Bradford type. Yeah. Um, but I did love that movie. I thought it was so good. I, I, I saw remember, it before. The remember TV the scene, I think it was the scene on the diving board in mm-hmm. the Sabrina mm-hmm. movie. My AOL uh, screen name, AIM, AOL Instant Messenger way back was like Diver Girl 326. <laughs> so I was, it wasn't because of the movie, but I was all about like the swimming and all that stuff. So I loved that scene. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It was just uh, so relatable. And there's so many different things that happen in a normal teenager's life. So uh, of th- through the course of the movie and then all of the seasons, there is always a scenario that you can see yourself in Mm -hmm. maybe not every episode, but I think that's what was so lovable about it. Yeah. And one um, episode she gets a wart that keeps on getting bigger, the more stressed out she gets. And it's very like zit. I'm like, I remember I still have that. I'm like, Oh, I'm 14 (laughs) again. But I, I found that one really relatable where she's like made a, she made a snowstorm so that people would forget about her her wart. (laughs) The drastic measures we take, you know. <laughs> so, are those some of your favorites? Do you do you have like a top three list or anything? Um, my because top... I'm very curious to see if any of ours overlap. Because you and I, I feel like we're um, kind of like soul sisters in a way. We relate on a lot of stuff. So, I'm rooting uh, for us, Casey. <laughs> I think okay. So, I I too really like the pancake episode because of the physical comedy, and I just I was like doubling over laughing during that. And it was super funny. But um, did you love the musical number, or were you like no, of... I did not. I did, You're, not I did not yeah. I did not um I loved okay season two episode 17 the band show has is one of my favorites that has and Casey Racer written all over it yes that um, is such a good one I love it even before the the surprise ending <laughs> mm-hmm. but um it's so fun they're all uh trying to be in a band and win a contest but none of them know how to, it's it's Val. It, yeah, it's Valerie, Sabrina, and Harvey, and mm-hmm. they can't really play instruments though. But Sabrina makes a like a soda, a glass bottle, like a Jones soda, is what it reminded me. <laughs> it made me want a Jones soda. Wow, um, I haven't heard about Jones soda in ages. Right? Oh my gosh! Thank you for the blast from the past. <laughs> um, and they drink it, and they suddenly get talent, and then they all start acting like divas, and it's so fun. And then she makes them all not have the talent anymore, but accidentally leaves one of the sodas behind. And guess who drinks it? But the Backstreet Boys. They perform it. Yeah, it's so much fun. Oh my gosh. The cameos on this show were amazing. Yeah, Backstreet Boys. I I was Team BSB then. Um, I feel like I'm more NSYNC now, but don't. Oh, same. (laughs) BSB, I I would have stood by that. I would have taken a bullet Mm -hmm. to stand by that, the stubbornness (laughs) in me. Um, but yeah, Britney Spears was in an episode. Like they, the Julio. amount. Of, yes, I know. And and some really really great actors, actresses. Mm-hmm. I mean, the list goes on and on. I can't think of even a dozen off the top of my head. But you guys go Google. Hit the. <laughs> Can I say one episode? And it actually was one of my favorites because uh, it was season one, episode fifteen, Hilda and Zelda: The Teenage Years, where they turn into teenagers, and I I, I thought it was very fun. One. I thought the casting was very well done too. Yes, they really they were... did embody the personality and even physically look totally. very similar. Um, but <laughs> the Violet Femmes was in it, and do are you a fan of the Violet Femmes? So okay, I don't I don't usually watch this with my hubby much. But at the end, when the Violent Femmes, I'm like, that name sounds familiar. But when they did their little singing number at the end, I was like, ugh. I was like, is this supposed to be this bad? And then my That's- husband, no, this isn't a real song. This is a yeah. real band. And I was like, so get out of here. And they so sing he Blister the in the Sun. Yes. And which is such an icon. You hear it at bars all yes. the time. And so when he played that, I was like, get out of here. I cannot believe it. Um, my yeah. dad was a huge Violet Femmes fan. Um, they're from Milwaukee, where my dad's from. But it is again I, with your parents with the yeah, killer music taste. Not I, that I'm a huge Violet Femmes fan, but just and I, love I it. was <laughs> because of that. And I like I saw actually saw them at Summerfest in Milwaukee, like when I was like 19 or 18 or 19. That's so but cool. um, watching that and Libby being so obsessed with the Violet Femmes, I was like, no, these kids want like the Violet Femmes. This, this is, this is dad music. Like there's no way. I agree. Actually, this reminds me, I don't remember what episode it was. Oh, uh, maybe. Yes, I do. I think I do. Cause one of my favorite episodes to tell a mortal season two, episode nine, 
Did you see this one where it's Friday the 13th? Salem, everybody, Salem's able to scare everybody. (laughs) So any episode to me where Salem gets his like moment to shine is already better in my book because Salem makes the show. Mm -hmm. Um, But Sabrina, she learns that she's able for 24 hours only able to tell normal mortals that she's a witch. And then by the end of the day, they'll forget about it. So she can get a taste of how they'd actually respond. So she does tell Valerie. And I believe it's this episode where there's a scene where Valerie just wants nothing more than to have this like this special dance sequence with some hunky whoever her dream man. And it's Drew Carey. <laughs> Let me tell you the way I laughed. She said that. The- where Drew Carey comes in and like sweeps her off her feet and they're dancing around <laughs> romantically. It's like of all the cool cameos and like, the guest list you guys are getting on this show, like they did Valerie dirty. <laughs> no Although, offense to Drew Carey. He's a funny guy, like likable. But I found that so funny. But I also, <laughs> and I was like, really? But also, I just want to say as somebody who was in love with Conan O'Brien as a teenager, it kind of tracks. Like we have those weird crushes. And I could yeah, be, I no, could imagine I, myself being like, yeah, I want to dance with Conan O'Brien. Like, <laughs> that's my one way. But is that, is that your first pick? Yeah, he's number, your feet by Conan and his little red, like little floppy hair. <laughs> he is like number three on my like, like actors that I, that I can bang list. So yeah. Yes. Your free pass list. He's one of my free passes. So yeah. That's so funny. And he has been since I was like 14 years old. Get at it. Okay. I, so then the writers but... nailed it then. Clearly <laughs> I am wrong here. And Valerie is kind of a weirdo. So I think it kind she, of tracks. She is, but I don't. So she's so obsessed with wanting to be popular too and be liked. And I just, mm-hmm. I don't know if I could go back in time and rewrite some of the stuff. I just feel like I wouldn't put so much, um, in the story where she's trying to like win over the affections of Libby because Libby sucks I freaking hate Libby I find her really funny but also I wouldn't want too much of her she was in it just the perfect amount she was very annoying and in that way I really thought like it was good but you're right like she's very she's over the top she's kind of she's so terrible to everyone she is, but that that's part of the essence of the show. So every mm-hmm. episode you have this villain, more or less. And I feel like for me personally, when Sabrina, I think it was even by season four, Libby wasn't even in it really anymore. No, she went to boarding school. Yeah. And then, of course, when Sabrina goes to college, there's no Libby. Um, so I do feel like those were the strongest seasons, mm-hmm. in my opinion, were the first ones where you have the classic cast members um, because we love to hate her. I'm not yes. saying she was a, she was no, a great agreed. actress. She played her. She hit her mm-hmm. marks well. Um, it was believable. But why she still continued to be like the queen bee at the school? Like, come on, people. So going back to the episode that I really loved, which had, seems to be a fan favorite across the board for a lot of people, is that same episode to tell a mortal. Mm-hmm. Um, because part of the beauty of that is Sabrina gets to see the reaction from her friends. So. It could be, that could be very harmful. At at the end of the day, she might learn that her friends do not accept her for who she is. But when she tells Valerie and then uh, Harvey, you know, um, ends up finding out as well, they are here for it. They support her. They're so intrigued. And the reaction is just validates the whole foundation of the friendship. So even at the, at the very end, I mean, I assume you guys watch. So spoiler alert, fast forward 20 seconds. If, um, if you haven't seen this one, but at the end, um, they come knocking on the door, like, we found out you're a witch and where we want to exploit you. We have the news crews there. And, um, Libby more or less is like, Valerie, this is your chance to be my friend and prove yourself if you tell us what you know. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I love that. And that to like, I don't know why I got like little goosebumps. I know. In life, all you want are people who accept you for a hundred percent. You embrace who you are, flaws, secrets, anything like little hidden skeletons in your closet. You want to be true to your own self and keep company of those who appreciate that. So I was just like, wow, like what a special moment for Sabrina to know that she has that company in her life that she can really count on. And that to me is such a beautiful thing. Even the aunts say, um, like, I wish our friends would have been that understanding because the aunts both had really bad experiences telling people about them being witches. And they Mm -hmm. were like, wow, that's really nice that she has this great friend. And 
Yeah, I I agree. It is it is such a feel good episode because she it gets is. to just be so authentically herself. I know, and I love that so much. Which is kind of weird because when Harvey does end up finding out for realsies <laughs> later on in the story, he doesn't have that same reaction. Mm-mm. So I feel like maybe the writers did it to give Sabrina a different path with different yeah. dating, um, which makes sense because as a young woman, you want to get a nice sampling of the world's offerings i guess before you settle down but we um, all wanted her to get back to get yeah. together with harvey yeah let's talk a little bit about harvey the uh my my first himbo uh crush he was a himbo which was also was touchable for you like there's untouchable actors mm-hmm. that you fall in love with mine was leo dicaprio in titanic yes. i knew i'd never see him i knew our paths would never cross so i could love him from afar but harvey nate richard he's from your town right he so, went to my high school that's so <laughs> crazy so you could you there's a yeah. not a not a zero percent chance <laughs> that you could have now like locked that down a little <laughs> given a the little, opportunity yeah the age span was a lot then but it isn't now watch wow. out ryan yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't let hubby listen to this episode <laughs> i always felt like he was he was a little dumb but not too dumb he uh he was so sweet. He was, he was endearing. A, yes. Yeah, he was such a sweet, like, first boyfriend to have. And, like, definitely one that, like, the kind of boy that I, like, wanted to have, but then had it. And then I was like, this is not for me. I want a mm-hmm. douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Casey, no. <laughs> I got, hey, I got the Harvey in the end. But I I know, I, I always liked Harvey. And I liked that they had, like, this friendship before they had their like romance and it was like it was very sweet and like wholesome and it was just like they were they were friends who were dating and I feel like that's so high school Mm -hmm. you know like it's not all about like like in the new Sabrina like everything's about fucking (laughs) you know what I mean it's just like Uh, yeah but in this one it's just like and not that I don't like obviously teenagers have sex people have sex like whatever I'm not whatever I'm not a person ever address sex in Sabrina at all there is one moment it is, uh, I think it's the first episode when she like goes back and redoes the day, right? A guy says something about being, oh, it's when there were the lying sprinkles. That's the one. So I think it's like the second or third episode. But um, a guy says that he is a virgin and his friend says, I'm a virgin too. And I think that's the only time they ever mentioned sex in this. Wow. Okay. So Sabrina and Harvey, is it inferred? What do you think? Are they fucking or not? I <laughs> think <laughs> I mean, I, I would hope that she fucked and she fucked uh, Josh or other guys before she <laughs> decided to get married. She was pretty yeah. young when she was supposed to get married. So I hope. But also, so. uh, I feel like every single episode, Salem Saberhagen is sleeping in her bed. So like, that's awkward. Did she put a scrunchie on the door? I need, I need more insight <laughs> she just, here like, because like, outside of the room, like. You need to leave now. Yeah. Put a little catnip on the door, keep him occupied on the doorknob for a little bit, a little uh, hanging cat toy. I think Salem would have understood. He would have been like, okay, get, get well, it, girl. Well, Salem, Salem certainly got his. I mean, Salem is such a little PIMP. <laughs> when I, because I, I've been looking for more merch to add to my collection with some Sabrina kind of related things. And the one where he, I think he's like a compulsive gambler and he's got like a little tuxedo and he just looks like, like a part of some uh, mob team or something. It's just hilarious. He's my all time favorite in case that's not clear. Oh, I love him so much. I know. Uh, just the I, sarcasm and like snippy comments. And I oh. wanted a black cat because of that, but I got two orange cats and I, I love them so much. Yeah. Um, but I, other than Harvey, there was an episode where when Sabrina was in high school and had a, another love interest, uh, Donald Faison, who is clueless. Donald mm-hmm. Faison from Clueless. He was in. He was in the show. Yes, he was in uh, uh, season what two did I episode. Black out? Oh my god! Oh my this gosh. is this is one of my favorite episodes. Season two, episode twenty four, the rumor mill. Huh. I Donald oh, Faison. Of course, of course, I remember that. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yes. And okay. Okay. I have to rewatch it though because I clearly didn't watch this in my last um last rerun. But yeah, so refresh my memory, refresh the listener's memory. She has to go and do community service in the other realm to get her license her witch's license. And um Donald Faison is also doing community service and they do it at the rumor mill mm-hmm. where they have to keep on like putting out rumors about people, but both of them are half mortals who live in 
in the mortal realm. So they start doing rumors about the people they know, but they keep, they start coming true. So in one, like Harvey's pregnant, um, oh Libby, Libby's parents kick her out of her house. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. Oh, I can't wait to go watch this it's when we wrap such... here. And then at the end, like, he... Because I think it's when... Do we have a season or episode number? Yeah, season two, episode 24. 24. Okay, cool. Then, because uh, they spend a lot of time together, and it's when she's been kind of on a break from Harvey at that mm-hmm. point. I don't remember why, but... um. At the end, they they both come and they try to make her choose between the two of them. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I just I was like, and as much as I love Harvey, I was kind of like Donald, Donald, Donald. <laughs> it's realistic though to have wonderments and have somebody else come into the picture. So I, I think it's cool that they did do that. But you know, and he's so fun. good in that episode. He's so he, fun. He's just such a great, fun, lovable character. Yeah. I, I I mean, total side note. I saw. That he and his daughter for Halloween. Did you see this article? Yes. Him and his daughter dressed up as Clueless. His daughter was Dion and he Aww. reprised his role. And the photos were phenomenal. So I was cute. like, this is so freaking sweet. I think I went through all of my favorite episodes. What else do you have for favorites? Well, I did just want to mention um, one that I freaking loved was Cat Showdown Season 1, Episode 19. This was Salem's time to shine because Sabrina was low on money and she found out that there was a cat contest. So she decides to do this with Salem because, you know, Salem's not about to turn away some money either. And they enter the cat into this like a show. Um, Have you ever been to a cat show or seen a a video of the cat shows on (laughs) TV and the level of commitment these pet parents take? Like, it is it's intense and I just think it was I've been to a dog show it's wild have you I've only ever seen it on television so I haven't experienced it firsthand but it's so extreme but it's so hilarious so Salem gets entered and all of these pretentious pet parents who think that they have the best cat and like Salem of course is so intelligent she one of the ways that she tries to help Salem shine as a contender for the gold medal is like oh what's seven times five and like he paused on the calculator like three five <laughs> just so absurd but they Salem wowed the judges or the judge and then to find out that he's getting um somebody's like blackmailing him and trying to bribe yeah. him into giving their cat the gold so it's just so funny like it, it's such a silly episode but again it gave Salem a chance to shine and we get a lot of cute little dynamics between Sabrina and Salem so that one is definitely um one where I found myself actually laughing out loud and that's season one episode 19 um but one that I've seen a lot of people always mention as a favorite I want to bring up because I really don't agree with it. And it's the last episode. Did you watch the soulmates season um, seven episode I 22 not this time around? Okay. Um, I really fell off during like the, the, her first like year of college with when she had like Salil Moonfry and uh, the girl who plays Amber and Clueless. I liked yeah. that season a lot, but mm-hmm. I think after that, I was kind of like, because the aunts weren't in it after that. Like, it was like, yeah. it, it really changed. And when she took that her first job, it just, yeah. it definitely fell off so for me as well. I did not rewatch that one. And, but I don't remember liking it. I remember her like running, because I, I did watch it when it was on. I remember being like, mm-hmm. oh, because at that time you were like, it is the last episode of of a series. I'm going to watch it even yeah. if I haven't watched any of the other, just, you know. Um, so I watched it and I was just like, Okay, I mean, I'm glad you got together with Harvey, I guess. (laughs) Like, I like Harvey. It it wasn't really that connection anymore. I didn't care for how they went about it. And I'm so glad she didn't marry that other guy because it just Mm -hmm. didn't, it didn't feel right. And so, uh, well, I'm glad her and Harvey appear to have gotten their happy ending. But so I I did reach, I watched that recently and they have running by, um, I think, I don't know if it was, Gwen Stefani or no doubt at the time like I don't know what title what artist it's counted under but it's so good the song I can't stop listening I like it's stuck in my head now so that was the peak of the episode for me um but yeah I don't know I don't see the appeal I don't I don't feel like they ended it the way I wanted them to um but what are you gonna do 
We'll rewrite our own. And when I met um, Melissa Joan Hart in person, and of course, she must have this question like beat to exhaustion of like, will there be more Sabrina? Or there's because there's everything's been rumors. being rebooted. Yeah. Yeah. So there was, I I remember seeing a, um, like a TV show poster online that it was Sabrina's Teenage Witch. And I was like, that would be good. What do we we have here? How freaking cool. Melissa Joan Hart as the mom. And then her teenage daughter now discovers her powers. And I was like, this is perfect. This is what we've all been waiting for. Is it true? So I go up to her and I'm like, is there, is there any possibility? Is this real? And she said, they no longer have the rights to it. Because the whole reason the show started is because her mother bought the rights to Sabrina and then cast her daughter, Melissa Joan Hart, as the lead star. And you'll even notice that Melissa Joan Hart's sister has a lot of cameos throughout the course of the And her younger half, her her like youngest sister too. There's another sister, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Um, So when they signed the rights away, that's how Chilling Adventures was able to be made. Um, but so they no longer own that property. Oh. So pretty much they put a lot. Yeah. They put so much into that property too. Like that property would not be worth what it is if they hadn't done all of that. Cause not only did they do the teenage witch, they did the, um, like the cartoons, the animated, the animated one was I voiced loved. by her sister. Yep. Yep. And she was yeah. one of the aunts. I remember, um, I loved that. Actually. I thought that that yeah. one was fun. It was on one Saturday morning. <laughs> I know I was going to say Saturday morning. So you got your Sabrina fix both days. I knew it wasn't like Canon and it wasn't, didn't really relate back to the, you know, the original, mm-hmm. but like but it was meant it was to be more fun. middle grade than young. Yeah. It was fun. Um, should we get into the chilling adventures of Sabrina now that we're kind of dipping? I feel like the listeners are going to be like, don't bother. If they're, if they're enjoying this, they're probably going to be in <laughs> our same shoes, but just be, just to be diligent here. Um, let's just do a quick little highlight. What, what is your take Casey? So when I first watched it, I I just I, I enjoyed it. It was I enjoyed it for what it was. I liked like kind of the darkness and like it, it was fun. But now that I've rewatched and gotten more into the original, I'm just like, this isn't fun at all. I what was so fun about the teenage witch is that the characters really like they were so good and they lo- like you could tell that they all really enjoyed like being there together and like acting mm-hmm. together and like they the family felt real um and like I said Hilda is my favorite and they did her so dirty because they gave her no autonomy holy spray tan what happened yes. <laughs> they like, gave her first such, of all such little autonomy she was so like mm-hmm. bumbling and like you know like oh no man could ever like me and it's so different from like Hilda who's like so confident in herself and like got men pulled men like she pulled some men um (laughs) and that's where I really was like the disrespect on my girl (laughs) I couldn't agree more I felt like even the dynamic of sisterhood between the two of them they're killing each other yeah literally there's no loyalty there what does that show about family so I automatically did not enjoy that element but I do feel like Ambrose bought a level of camaraderie and loyalty yeah. to make up for it, especially to make up for the fact that we no longer have our talking Salem. I, I enjoyed Ambrose a lot. And um, even Nick, I liked him too, which I know is controversial, but very controversial. <laughs> I could see where your head's at, but I did like Harvey and I did like the mining storyline as well. Yeah, I thought that the like magic that they pulled like the really getting into like the magic and even like the devil stuff it wasn't like it was all over the, the place. The dark lord the you Satan mean. Stuff. <laughs> I thought it was fun though as I was watching it. I would not watch it again but I thought it was fun as I was watching it because I was kind of like okay sure. I'll do some Satan. Well <laughs> so while I, I don't identify as a Satan practitioner no I <laughs> I um when I heard that they were doing a reboot of Sabrina my interest was automatically peaked so I knew there was some time before the pilot was airing and I got a bunch of the Archie comics and started reading those. So mm-hmm. I already knew more or less that this was going to be a much darker take mm-hmm. um, if they're paying homage to the originals. And I really enjoyed the comics. So I had big expectations for this. I thought the casting was really good too. I was excited to see um, how, oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking on her name, but 
She's even in, she's been in a ton she's of a stuff Mad too. Men, yes. Oh my gosh, yeah, I can't yeah. think of oh it either. Gosh. But yes, like a, she's, well, I think that she's a great Sabrina from like the comic Sabrina. She yes. looks just like her. Like Beautifully. And, and even just um, the way that the time is, you can't tell, is this meant to be modern day or old? It almost feels kind of vintagey with some of the wardrobe that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought the cinematography was very cool. I thought there were a lot of neat elements but I just didn't feel a connection to the characters. I didn't feel like there was any really redeemable qualities about a lot of them too, where like Sabrina got so Sabrina as in the chilling adventures of Sabrina had this sense of entitlement and whininess. And just, I, I appreciate a level of defiance because I'm Mm. all about like, (laughs) speak your mind girl, like get your, but she was just, that's all she was like. They, she, they would tell her she can't do this. And then she would just blatantly disregard and I just felt like there were so many levels of disrespect on her part that it made her more unlikable. And if we're watching the lead protagonist here and we're not rooting for her, there's a problem. Yeah. Um, so I, I did think some of the details were cool or like the mining scenes yeah. and the, I don't know. I, so the girls in the mystical school that they're I, attending, yes. I thought those Things were cool because we yes. only see snippets of the other realm and mm-hmm. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. You know, they go through the closet door. There's little drips and drabs of what they're doing on the other side. But in the Chilling Adventures, they really flesh that out in a lot of detail because we see the university. We see some of the darker happenings and some of the more mystical sides of things. And I think that's very interesting. But oh gosh, I wanted more from it. But then at the same token, when they released more episodes, I was just like, like, my heart's just not in this. I think that you're totally right about Sabrina as a character in Chilling Adventures. Um, That's kind of my note on it, where she kept on doing all these things that her aunts told her not to do, which is a thing in The Teenage Witch. However, the stakes for this are so much higher. Yes, that's a great way to describe it. What are you doing? I understand when teenagers do stupid things because- that's what teenagers do like and so when it's on a smaller level like in the teenage witch I was like yeah you do that stupid thing and learn a lesson from it we're like don't make a don't make a copy of yourself and send it down to hell and become the queen of hell what, what are you doing what are you doing Sabrina it just got it got so extreme and I think that's part of the reason they do that is because there's a demand for it. Every reboot now is so much darker, darker, like everything. I just don't get it. Like what happened to just good old fun humor? Doesn't have to be corny. We don't need musical numbers, clearly. Um, But they (laughs) just went from such an extreme. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I feel like they probably had some backlash or or fallout from from people who, like me, were very excited. I was ready to be a loyal fan, and I wanted to be. And I even rewatched it again where I was like, maybe I didn't give it the proper proper chance. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I can't can't even watch this. um, It is hard to reboot a property that is so beloved. I think that one of the one of the best reboots that I've seen is the Saved by the Bell reboot, and I will keep talking about it forever. It's <sighs> so good. It's so funny, and it calls out all of the stupid things from the original series while staying true to it in so many different ways. And like really? all the grown-ups are there, but they're interesting, and they're yeah, they cancel. So tell us after- where can I watch this on Peacock? I believe they canceled okay. it after two seasons. Um, Ryan was so mad about it that he canceled Peacock and uh- tweeted <laughs> at them. Because we both like they we sound like the perfect <laughs> <laughs> perfect match. <laughs> we we love that show. like it's so much fun. So yeah, if you want like a really good reboot, I highly recommend watching. That okay, one. I'm um, gonna check this out because it's not it doesn't go darker. It does have more like uh, and they bring back the original cast or yep, they're yep. Re- okay. Yep, they have like Jesse oh, Spano and yeah, and, yeah they such good stuff and like they do a lot to fix the wrongs of the original series but like they it's it's very meta and i think mm-hmm. that's why it worked oh i'm gonna check this out thank yeah. you for yes the, it's uh, for the suggestion i will i will just shout from the rooftop how much i <laughs> love that show moving on the chilling adventures of sabrina we're not but big since, fans since we were talking about sequels um and we're obviously talking about witches did you watch the hocus pocus sequel i did and i really enjoyed it I did too. Good. As I'm sure the listeners may predict, I didn't love that they came out singing <laughs> the 
top of their lungs. Like it just kind of felt out of character. While I don't mind um, a dance number, like obviously it's in the first one, a beloved film to me, but I was just like, really, is this how we're going to, we've been waiting how long for this? And this is how you're going to come out (laughs) from the other side. I agree. Do you share the same belief or like, yeah, I thought in that that moment watching for the first time, were you like, What's happening right now? Yeah, but the thing is, is that's the worst part of the movie, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because I was so pleasantly surprised because I have very low expectations going into any property that they reboot. Because I mean, like, honestly, I'm with you. I didn't even watch the trailer. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I, I thought that the girls and like the, like the kind of sisterhood, the found coven that like the teenage girls found with mm-hmm. each other. I thought that was so sweet. I thought yeah. like uh even Winifred's journey, like that was so surprising to me that she like had that like emotional like depth that she didn't, they all did have that emotional depth that they didn't really have as much in the original because I mean like mm-hmm. it's it's a fun kids movie. I thought that all the kids that the kid actors that played the witches at the Sanderson sisters at the top amazing amazing I love it I love so well casted and I just know there's still so much money to be made and you think Disney's gonna sleep on that I mean come on I would watch a show yes a um a prequel style series mark my Mm -hmm. words I've seen too many people asking for it and you don't think Disney's got scouts out there just collecting research for this type of thing I love it I'd watch it I can't wait to see it yeah so well done (laughs) yes I'm glad that you enjoyed it too. I was afraid. I was like, what do you have to say about this? What do you have to yeah, say? <laughs> and I, a lot of people hated it. I mean, no matter what, everything is so subjective. Nothing mm-hmm. will get unanimously hundreds, you know, hundred star review. But I feel like for the people who were really bashing it, like, what the hell were you expecting? Like, I just, it's a it was feel good. It, it's, it's still kids keeping movie. the same audience. They even tied back some moments from the original and I mean, what more could you ask for? Made it I, a little modern. I I found the Tony Hale stuff to be so funny because it was it like did not it like kind of surprised me in a lot of moments where I thought that the the story was gonna go like a very obvious way and then it mm-hmm. didn't, you know. And I was like, I like that. I I'm liked surprised. it too. <laughs> I liked how the um the man who was running the shop how he Mm -hmm. had an encounter when he was younger. So it's like, that's the cool thing about trying to write it from a new perspective. You don't know who was there. There's so many other stories Mm -hmm. to be told that root back to that original happening there in the cemetery. And I I thought Billy Butcherson's role was so fun. (laughs) I always love Billy Butcherson. He's so fun. But no matter what, I think my biggest grievance, um, which I knew going in, was that there's not going to be Thackeray Banks. And he, like, I don't know what is my obsession with talking black cats, but to me, they make everything. <laughs> they make every role, um, every movie better, is more enriched with a talking black cat. Does Cider Milk Coven have a talking black cat? No. I just didn't think I could do it justice because I hold it in such a high regard. Um, but And if you, if you can't yeah. do it justice, just don't do it. That's what I've learned. Just don't do it at all. <laughs> Yes, I agree. Um, I forget what I was watching. Was it an episode of Sabrina where they're talking? The cat starts talking. I don't. I don't remember. It might have been a book that I read, but I, I was just like, this feels. This feels icky. Like it just doesn't feel right. <laughs> like this is too. This is too obvious for me. This is too much for me. <laughs> yeah, it just fell out of place. So there can only be one Salem Saberhagen. Yes. Oh. Yeah, I hear he's a puppet at some museum. I think down in like Atlanta. Oh. And. You gotta admit, I'm I'm interested. Yeah, <laughs> I think um, Nick ba- Nick Bakey, I Nick Bakey, Nick Thank you. Okay, something yes. like that. Um, he he's does done a so... ton of voiceover work. So when they did '90s Con in March this past year, they had the full cast with Harvey, Livy, Sabrina, Hilda, Zelda, No Salem. But this <gasps> coming year uh, for the 2023 '90s Con coming to Hartford, Nick Bakey will be there. And I'm so excited. So I mean, fun. visually, it's not like I'm going to see him and be like, oh, I know it's Salem. But the minute I hear him speak, I'm just yes. going to be like, tell me something ridiculously sarcastic, please. Such a distinct <laughs> voice. Yeah. And I bring up 90s Con because Cider Milk Coven is going to be an artist way, um, artist alley, whatever they're calling it. And I'll be doing signings there with all extra 90s merch. Um, I really have a compulsion at this point, <laughs> just buying more merch to add to my collection of pop-ups and things like that. But I just got like cool 90s witches sweatshirts and I'm scouting out some cool Sabrina merchandise as well. Such cool merch. So oh, it's you have going the best to be merch. fun. 
And even like when I do my book tour and I have an event and people walk up to my table, I feel like it's just such a, like a feel good vibe pulling them Mm -hmm. in. It's not like, Hey, buy my book. I am, you know, like pushy about it. When they, when I see people start smirking at each other, like, Oh my God, look, it's Daria. Or like, Oh God, Mrs. Delphire. I love that. Like when that, um, that nostalgic moment hits for them and they just start giggling to themselves. It's just so sweet to see. And that's been like the, the good positive energy that's helped me ride through this whole time. Oh, I love that. I I would say that if I was there, if I didn't know you already, even, and I like went and had some cider, some hard ciders, and I would be like, oh my God, I'm going to spend a hundred dollars here. (laughs) I want the t-shirt. I want the book. I want the, yeah. I know you and I, even if we met out of context in a different thing, like we just, we'd be right there. (laughs) Absolutely. Definitely. Um, Do you have any last thoughts about Sabrina? No, I'm going to go check out that episode you were just telling me you about. You should. It's, it's yeah, honestly my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a really good one. Thanks for the suggestion. Um, and I'm going to get me a stack of pancakes. No, <laughs> I got to be cut off. I <laughs> Cut her up. It's cut really not even that bad. I think I've had it like three or four times. So <laughs> listeners wa- uh, watch this series. It's so much fun. I had a blast. So where have it. you been watching? On Paramount Plus. Okay, and I've been streaming it on Hulu, so wherever you can find it, guys, go I think look. it's on, yeah, I think it's on multiple things, so it's not yeah. one of those shows that's hard to find, which is nice. All right, thank you so much for coming and talking to me again, Vanessa, and I'm Always sure you'll be on again. Bye! Bye!